Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.ag. And for this week only, get a 110% sign-on bonus. 110% of your initial deposit by using code NEXTROUND. That's MyBookie.ag, code NEXTROUND. All right, Brad Crawford covers college football for 24-7. You can follow him on Twitter at bcrawford247. And I'll read him at 24-7 Sports. He's always kind with his time with us, and he recently ranked the 16 coaches in the SEC. So we want to discuss that with him, among other things. What is up, Brad? How are you? How you guys doing today? Doing awesome. You doing all right? Doing pretty well, man. I am coming to you live from a Sprouts here in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Oh, wow. Wow. Sprouts the grocery store? Sprouts the grocery store, yeah. They, they have a great little work area here. Okay, cool. By the way, I'll, I will start with a random... Um, compliment that can only be a compliment from our show um every year we get these bold predictions um i can't remember outlandish predictions or whatever and we always start out like talking about the predictions but then end up rating on how bold they were we used yours the other day this is the biggest critic of them and i think you gave him flying colors on how bold his predictions were. yeah yeah. brad typically you see these things come now i do have a problem with your coach um The so order of your coaches here in the yes. SEC, we'll get to that. But I did think that you went out on a limb. Most people don't. They say they're bold. They typically never aren't. But it remind me of a couple. But I was like, yeah, that's bold. Yeah. Yeah, that's bold. Yeah, yeah. He liked your bold predictions there. Yeah, yeah. USF in the playoff. That's yeah. a bold that, one, right? That's a bold I one. I actually talked about that. I was doing an interview in Austin, Texas yesterday talking about that bold prediction. There's a, there's a real chance that I think USF can beat Miami in September. And obviously, if they're good enough to beat Miami, they're not going to win at Bama, but they can run the table in the AAC. And by the way, they have a quarterback that had like 4,800 yards last season, 38 touchdowns that nobody's talking about, Byron Brown. Yeah, well, I'll tell you this. Alex Golish, if if that does happen, he will be gone. And who knows? Maybe he's Florida's next coach. Ah, I like that. He's He's an offensive mastermind, man. And obviously, he's already doing a good job. He has the highest-rated G5 signing class. No one's talking about that, how important that is. And then he didn't lose any you know, huge-name guys to the portal either. All right, so you can see at 24-7 Sports, Brad's uh, ranking of the coaches. I don't know where Lance's discussion is. I'm going to start at the bottom, though, because sure. Jeff Levy has not even coached a game as a head coach, and you still even say Clark Lee is behind him. It's like, Clark, he can't get a win anywhere. No, no disrespect to Clark Lee, man, but I – I think I could probably win two SEC games if I got 26 opportunities as a head coach. He's he's two and 24 through three years. Yeah, it's, that's, it's, that's not pretty good. No, it's bad. He's nine and 27 overall, and I've always said he is probably the victim of the worst timing in coaching history. If he stays one more year at Notre Dame, he's probably the Notre Dame head coach right now. I'll say this too: Vanderbilt's quarterback room is actually decent this year. Getting Johnson from Utah. Getting the New Mexico State transfer to had about thirty five touchdowns this season. Maybe Vanderbilt will be better on offense, but yeah, I I can't put Clark any other spot right now than uh, coming up from the rear. Okay, Brad. So this is where it gets. This is not my my really point of contention, but this is where it gets very subjective. I'm one of those that I think Sam Pittman's done a better job. I know last year was not a great uh, final impression, but yeah. Sam Pittman behind both Beamer. And Billy Napier, I don't see that. The the problem right now with me, man, for for Sam Pittman is he's had trouble with coaching staff retention. And in the SEC, unless you're Nick Saban or Kirby Smart, it's hard to replace your your coordinators every other year with 
you know, better guys. And, and we saw Bryles leave. We saw Dow Loggins, his tight ends coach, was probably going to be Arkansas's next OC, but he became Shane Beamer's OC down in, in Columbia. And, and there were times last season, man, where I thought Arkansas in the second half of games really gave up before they went to Gainesville and won that game. So Sam Pippen's a guy just like Napier, as you guys have mentioned. Those two, I think, are on the two SEC's hottest seats. Well, Sam Pittman and Brad Crawford is with us from 24-7 Sports on the JohnstonRVCenter.com hotline. Sam Pittman did not help himself either that the game after Brad, his AD gives him the vote of confidence, they get absolutely run out of the stadium. I mean, that just that does not help you at all. That's not what you wanted to see. No, you know, not, not after coming off that big wing, K.J. Jefferson beats Florida. And then K.J. and Sam Pittman had a meeting after the season, I was told, and both of them kind of wanted to go their separate ways with that relationship. Now K.J. Jefferson, he's the starting quarterback at UCF. So I think the hire of Bob Petrino was big, but Sam Pittman may have hired his replacement too. So I think it'll be interesting this fall. You know, I, I think another one to look at, uh, again, this is all subjective, but Mark Stoops, I'm not the biggest fan in the world. Well, let me start Hugh Freeze first. I think Hugh Freeze, what he did at Ole Miss, however he did it, was really impressive. I think Hugh Freeze is a hell of a coach. You've got him at nine, and you've got Stoops at eight, and you've got guys like Eli Drinkwitz with one really good year in front of them at seven, and Josh Heupel at six. Josh Heupel had one really good year at Tennessee. Uh, why that order? Why Stoops and Freeze behind those two? Yeah, you know what's funny, man? I A lot of my colleagues and, and, and coworkers, when they've ranked coaches this offseason, they've done it in tiers. That might have been the smarter way rather than number them, you know, worst to best. Because in that 11 to 8 range, I think it's very interchangeable. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get I that. Like, yeah, and, and I like Sue because, you know, he's he's won 10 games twice at Kentucky. I think Hugh Freeze, if he had that job in Lexington, he'd probably do the same thing. But, I mean, he also laid an egg last season, at, you know, at Jordan-Hare against New Mexico State. Should, should have beaten Alabama the following week. And it's hard to be a good SEC coach if you're Jekyll and hiding it every week. So I'm, you know, the, the jury's out for me on whether or not Hugh Freeze is going to be a big time success at Auburn. I think this season will be telling Peyton Thorne. Um, I'm not sold on him being a difference making quarterback. So that's going to be up to Hugh Freeze to continue to develop that former transfer. Brad Crawford, 24-7 Sports with us. At B. Crawford, 247, if you would like to follow him on Twitter. Read this at 247sports.com. Uh, Scott has got up on the graphic the order of the coaches uh, that he ranked them. So number one has been easy on this list for quite a while now. It's either Saban or Smart. Now it's even easier because it's automatically smart. How difficult were two through four for you to organize? For those that can't see it or haven't seen it yet, number two, you've got Brian Kelly. Number three, you've got Steve Sarkeesian. Number four, you've got Kalen DeBoer. Yeah, around January 5th or so, I put out my top 25 quarter uh, coaches in all of college football. I had Brian, and this is before Nick Saban retired, and, and Jim Harbaugh as well. And I had Brian Kelly in the top five. Took a lot of flack for that. Feinbaum called me out. <laughs> but I really think that he's going to be the next SEC head coach to win his first national title. He's the entire reason. That's that's the whole reason that he's at LSU. You know, he he beat, beat Nick Saban in year one, had a Heisman winner last year, and despite winning 10 games going 10-3, and three, fired his entire defensive staff after finishing the top 15. And so what does he do? He goes and plucks Eli's best assistant at Missouri and Blake Baker, and then gets Bo Davis from Texas. These are power moves, and you got to be an elite head coach to do that. But 
Yeah, I've, I've got Brian Kelly number two behind Kirby Smart. Steve Sarkeesian, Kalen DeBoer, 3-4. I think 3-4, to be honest, is completely interchangeable. I know Kalen beat Steve head-to-head a few weeks ago in the semifinal, but I think Texas is going to be a little bit better than Bama this season. That's that's why I've got Sark there. Yeah, that, that was my big problem was Sark at three and DeBoer at four. And I, I would just say not only the head-to-head, but he did it at a – Texas is a better program than Washington. I think we can all agree upon that. And when you saw Sarkeesian with that Washington job, he did absolutely nothing. He was a Holiday Bowl guy. And you saw what Caleb DeBoer was able to do with that job in two years. So I just think Sarkeesian with one 10-win season with great jobs like Washington, USC, and Texas, I would definitely have him down this list. But, you know, if he gets back to another college football playoff, then you start to make that argument. Oh, I think it's for for certain Texas is if if Texas doesn't doesn't get in the top twelve this year, that's that's a major issue. But look, Sark is a masterful play caller, just like DeBoer is, and and you guys saw a couple of years ago what he was able to do with Devontae Smith against Ohio State. That that was one of the most best called games I've I've ever seen in in ten plus years of doing this. So yeah, we're we're splitting hairs, but Sark for me heading into twenty twenty four, I would probably rather have him as my head coach than Kalen DeBoer. So one final coach I want to ask you about. You have Lane Kiffin fifth, and it seems like he's challenging to rank because he has done things at Ole Miss that most coaches have not done. I mean, the 10-win seasons, going to some pretty good bowl games, and then you're like, okay, well then I'll list out all of his big wins, and then you start to list out all of his big wins, and that does not take long. I mean, he's kind of a complicated – Lane's complicated in a lot of things. He's complicated to rank too, I think. And then for some reason, when all of these major top five jobs have come open recently, LSU two cycles ago, Bama a few weeks ago, Lane Kiffin's name is not on that top priority list. And if he's a elite top 10 coach nationally, certainly should be. So there, there's something about Lane that these decision makers, man, these big universities don't like. But I'm, I'm a Lane Kiffin fan. I think he's a riverboat gambler of sorts on fourth down, usually makes the right call. And this is the best roster that he's probably had in his coaching career in Oxford. I mean, they they completely uh, revamped that defensive front through the portal, got Juice Wells, Gamecock's best playmaker, so Jackson Dart's back. And the schedule is going to benefit Lane Kiffin. I've, I've got Ole Miss as one of my four SEC playoff teams this season. This is going to be another magical year. At Ole Miss. Outside of Paul, you got the most criticism from the ranking of what coach? Um, well, you know, I've a lot of my followers, man, are from from the Carolinas. They're they're big time Shane Beamer fans. I I like Shane Beamer. I think he was a good hire at South Carolina, but I guess I've got him further down than a lot of folks did. You know, after, after he beat Clemson in Tennessee a, a season and a half ago, but. This is a very big year for Shane Beamer, and I think there's a chance that he's on the hot seat if the Gamecocks miss bowl eligibility. Wow. 13th is where he has Beamer. That is, uh, I mean, last year, a lot of coaches, were, a lot of people were talking about being in the top half of the coaches in 13th. That's life in the SEC, though. All right. Uh, B. Crawford 247. That's where you follow Brad. Brad Crawford live from Sprouts in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Thank you, Sprouts. Thank you, Brad. Have a great weekend. Thanks a lot for having me on, fellas. All right, take take care. Brad with us on the Johnston, rvcenter.com. Hotline's.